Yo, yo, yo. What up, people? It's your boy JB with For the Vibes, the podcast. I am so stoked right now because we are doing it, boys. All right. We're doing something big today. All right. We got Evan Yarmo in the building. Evan, what up, man? How you doing? What up, JB? I'm doing good. Awesome, man. I like that. I like when Evan's doing good. Brett, how you doing, man? How you doing down there in Arizona? It's 117 yeah, degrees, man. What's good? Yeah, it's 117, but it's not bothering me one bit. I'm just so happy to be here. It's a good day. It's a beautiful day. We got a great guest. I'm going to let you do your damn thing, JB. Let's get this one started. I am excited. Let's do it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man, dude. You alluded to it. We got a big guest today, boys, straight out of San Diego. Okay, the multi- talented multi-instrumentalist with a multinational fan base a man that has established himself as one of the top influential musicians in american reggae and reggae rock he has carved out an incredible solo career and is widely respected as one of the best keyboard players in our scene he is booming with positive energy a true inspiration to the people no one understands the transfer of energy between live musicians and their fan base better than this man you might find him delivering another insightful ted talk or possibly promoting his upcoming album dropping july 9th you might see him on stage rocking out with stick figure or playing a solo show down in florida or texas all through the month of july ladies and gentlemen one of the coolest people we've had a chance to talk to on this podcast kevin bong aka k bong what's up brother how we doing thank you so much for having me man thank you jb that was an awesome introduction i appreciate you guys what's up evan what's up brett pleasure to be here and talk story about all things music reggae shows coming up anything let's uh Let's get into it. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, we are definitely blessed to get the chance to talk to you. Um, I'm pumped. I, I know, like, recently when we've been doing interviews, a lot of the conversation has been around, you know, the pandemic, how people are staying positive, how they're getting through it, how they're preparing for the world opening up. And recent ones, we've actually had a chance to talk to people about now that things are opening up, how, how are things going? And you specifically have been an extremely positive force for people throughout the pandemic when everyone was kind of going through it. And and here we are. You've got shows lined up, stick figures playing big shows. You've got this solo run. So I guess I just wanted to check in and, and just kind of get a temperature for where how are things right now, man? Where's your mind at at this current state of things? you got to be pumped. you got to be excited, man. Check in with the people. I'm excited. After that introduction, I'm fired up right now. I'm ready to do a show right now. Yeah. That's, I'm like, what time is the what time is the show going on, starting? Right. Uh, but I feel good. I feel good. Uh, last year, I think was a good. You know, it was an interesting year, and we a lot of us had to adapt and pivot in different ways. And for musicians, we really went fully digital and really hit hit the internet in a, in a different way. A lot in a way that a lot of us haven't really utilized it before and so it was a it was an incredible learning experience to figure out how to continue to connect with our fan base through all the platforms that have that have been there these platforms have been there but just kind of utilizing them you know through live streaming and turning them on that way and it's been fun man i've been been fired up been fired up been able to stay connected with the fans and now as things are returning and we're doing shows again fans are more excited than ever and the artists are more excited than ever to perform and there's just a lot of positive energy going on right now it's like electric it's very electric hmm. that's for sure it must be tangible you must be able to feel it that excitement building yeah that's uh, big time that's big and I, I mean first of all we got live shows coming back man everyone's getting back out there safely in a, in a positive way but also it seems like you were pretty um 
productive in terms of being creative and putting new music together. I mean, you've got this album coming out. Talk about that. You got to be pumped. You got to be excited. July 9th is marked on the calendar. Some of the singles you put out are fire, but talk to the people, man. How, how pumped are you for this project? What can they expect? I'm, I'm really excited for it. We've released four of the songs so far. So, so four singles have come out and we got five new tracks coming out and a lot of the songs were definitely developed during the last year. I was able to get out and do a lot of hiking and traveling <laughs> which I love to do. And I just got back from Sequoia National Park. And during those trips and during the hiking and all the adventures and exploring all, a lot of the beautiful parts of this country, I was able to develop lyrics um, as I was kind of going along and writing songs. And I always had my guitar and my ukulele with me. So writing in the moment is just something that I really enjoy. And a lot of the songs coming out on this record were, were from those experiences. So I'm excited to share them with people. And hopefully some of the lyrics can resonate with uh, the listeners kind of and maybe you know remind them like wow yeah we, we got out of that last year and we're on a better track and you know these are some of the things that that we you know i may have done or they may have done to kind of move forward so i i'm really excited to put it out and, and see the response i mean i think for when you, you talk about writing music and the inspiration for writing music i think when it comes to you know, the word positivity has already come up a lot in this interview, but this conversation, <laughs> but it's like, it's electric because you do give off that great energy. You always have a great angle to tell stories, to give the music to the message, to give people some inspiration. And what I really appreciated is that um, as much as you, you gave that constant contact with a lot of people through social and, and trying to be as close as you could throughout the pandemic, Prior to the pandemic, it's opened your eyes or opened my eyes, excuse me, hopes and dreams, like all these different songs of inspiration, albums of inspiration that, you know, I, I think have done a lot for me personally because I appreciate, you know, being able to kind of take a look at myself and uh, do some, some you know, inventory and then take that message and, and get it locked in my head and think about it all day long. So something like, you know, Heal It. Um, is a powerful song. And then you take your positivity and you match it with Mike Love. And he's like competing with himself in this track. Like I've never heard, you know, I know he does these layers, but it's almost just like the harmonies, the whole bit, you guys going back and forth. What I felt from it was a true sense of, if I'm free to say this word, Ohana, like that was the family. Yeah. That was the Hawaiian family coming to you, telling you just kind of live your best life. But, um, what part of like at what time over this past year was this written prior to last year's madness uh like when did you kind of get the inspiration for that song in particular since we had a chance to dive into it a bit i'd love to hear your take on it absolutely i actually haven't really told the story of this song so it might take me a few minutes to develop like because i i think the song really developed in like at different stages and i think it was kind of a culmination of a few different experiences in my life i would definitely say like a relationship experience because i think we've all had the relationships whether it was with like an ex-girlfriend or boyfriend or kind of a partner in that sense or just maybe a relationship with a roommate that didn't work out or something at work or like an employee but it was i had an experience like that and it was like okay that was kind of tough and then moving on from that you know so that was one thing and then, of course, when the pandemic hit, that was another thing. And it was like seeing so much that was going on last year, a lot of like racism issues and a lot of 
poverty issues. Just There was just so many things stacking up last year. And I just had thought about this idea of when you're going through a struggle, you really need to like, number one, like accept it. And then also kind of open up yourself to change and open up yourself to whatever the world has to offer you in a different way. Otherwise, you may just be stuck or you may just be holding on to it for so long. And I guess that would be like a grudge, you know, or not forgiving someone or not forgiving yourself. And so that was the theme and that was the idea, I think, for the initial chorus that came out was opening up your heart and healing it and allowing yourself to like change and 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 be open to receiving anything from the world and man what what a year last year was and so that i felt like really resonated with what i was going through and you know hopefully with what a lot of other people were going through maybe as well thank you yeah that's awesome i'm happy to hear hear the backstory that's good um what's it like getting on the road now and seeing and we talked about it a little bit, but that, that revitalized energy that's just got to be coming from the crowd and giving back and talking about warriors of positivity. I, I noticed one of the guys on tour with you right now is Dylan Kiave, and uh, I had the nice, chance to talk nice. to him, man. And I honestly, it was weird. I, I'll admit it. I'm, I'm manly enough to admit I got choked up listening to him. Like I was trying to talk. I was like, <clears throat> sorry. Uh, he's like, you're right. I'm like, yeah, just beautiful music. And I just saw that connection, I think it started like, I mean, I know you guys know each other from the past, but you saw it on social and then you see you guys on tour together and it's like, man, just the vibe and that energy and and the renewal of getting back to shows and all of that yeah. together has just got to be insane. Um, so yeah, getting back into the world again, what's it been like seeing kind of the litmus for all the different cities you've been checking out? Oh, the response has been insane. We We hit Salt Lake City we had like an electric crowd in Salt Lake City. That's always one of the best reggae markets. Salt Lake City always comes out and is always super excited. And they always bring a lot of great energy. Sacramento was a good time. That That is a town that has a little more edge. Like they, they I want to say they're like a rock and roll city. You know, yeah. so they, there's yeah. you know, a lot of reggae fans there, but they just want that extra energy. And we could feel it on stage. You know, we're like, we got to give a little bit more. And for me, I ended up like really feeling it the crowd that night and like ended up kind of, just crowd surfing with the crowd because I could just feel it. They like they wanted the energy so much, yeah. and and so we we really felt that this the it's just really a special time. I think for the artists that are playing shows like right now in these couple months, like this month June and maybe even the tail end of May, maybe and also into July. I think this is really really spectacular what's happening right now, and people are really excited. Maybe by September October, like we'll settle in back to the normal flow. But right now, it's just in it's an insane energy that's happening. It's really exciting. Have you guys been to concerts? Like what, you know what I mean? Have you? I, so I yeah. went to one last, last, uh, was it last? It might've been last weekend, the weekend before I can't remember, but it was the elevators. Mm. Um, it at uh Bernie's beach bar in Hampton, New Hampshire. And that place, it was more packed than I've ever seen it at like ever. I mean, there were people just overflowing. It was crazy. So much energy, so many young people too. Like I, I couldn't believe it. Like I, you know, I, I, I felt super old, man. I was just seeing like the, the crowd was so young and full of energy, and everyone was just having a good time. I mean, that whole city was just on fire that night. Uh, nice. It was incredible, man. It was incredible. So, but that's great to hear. Great yeah. to hear. And I think we're going through there with the movement in August. Mm. Johnny Cosmic and I are opening up for the movement for I think about five or six shows, and that's one of the spots. So I'm, we're looking forward to it. Oh wow! Well, we'll definitely be there, man. That's that's incredible. Ooh. That's big. That's big for sure. Um, it's funny too. You just mentioned uh, Johnny Cosmic, who's actually 
you know, he he uh, he blessed our podcast with an incredible conversation. I think um, either earlier in this season or last season, it was he's a he's a, a an incredible musician, incredible producer, um, amazing person to speak to. And you guys obviously have hit it off and have a special relationship. Um, I'm just wondering if you could talk about that connection, man, on a, on a professional level and then also on a personal level. I mean, it seems like you guys are just homies and, and obviously make incredible music too, but I'm kind of curious if you could speak on uh, Johnny Cosmic, the, the legend. Dude, the legend, the legend for sure. <laughs> I love I love Johnny's journey and I love the backstory of like how he got started in Chicago and he played in a band called Fluid Minds and the keyboard player for that band was Michael de Guzman from Pacifier and that's the first time I met Johnny, actually, was in 2013 when Stick Figure and Pacifier, we went on a, on a summer tour. It was called the Summer Hotbox Tour, and it, it was actually it was really hot that summer. But we, Johnny Cosmic happened to be on the tour because they, they, they had a guitar tech that like couldn't make it last minute. So Mike ended up calling his former bandmate, Johnny, and said, hey, can you jump on the tour? Can you guitar tech for us? I know you're not really a guitar tech, you know, obviously musician, you're a guitar player, but can you can you help us out? So Johnny said yes, and that's when I met him for the first time, was on that tour in 2013. And we started talking music right away, and we had the acoustic guitars, and we were jamming, and I was learning things from him, and he was learning about us and our story. And at that time, I was putting together Hopes and Dreams, and so I was telling him about it because he was telling me about his history of producing. And by that time, he'd probably been producing for 12 years already at that time. And he was doing a lot of hip hop records. And so he's like, man, I'd love to like help you out with maybe one or two of the songs on your record. And so I ended up sending him Hold On and Broken Love. And I think I think those two songs from Hopes and Dreams. And he ended up putting some drum tracks on it and guitar tracks and uh, through his friends that he knew back in Chicago and like from there we just hit it off and then one thing led to another and Scott's like yo who's the dude that was playing on your record and I'm like Johnny you know Johnny was on the tour and he's like right on man I, I think I'd like to hit him up and see if he would be willing to work on some of the stuff on the uh, my new songs that I'm working on which would end up being on the Set in Stone album and so they got in contact Johnny helped Scott out with some tracks that were going to be on the Set in Stone record then the next step uh, Scott's like yo dude this kid like did a really good job on these tracks. I'm thinking about having him in the band. I'm like, dude, I think that's like a no brainer. I mean, Johnny's cool. You know, he's got, he's got a lot of talent. He's got a lot of skill. And so then the next step, Johnny joined the band. And when Set in Stone came out in like 2015, 16, that next tour, we went out to promote the record. Johnny was on, on board and he was part of our crew. And he's been in the band ever since. And I always knew he had a special talent, but it's really, really rewarding for me to see him be able to use that talent and get the recognition that he deserves. It's so amazing, man. Like the Movement album sounds incredible. The Elevators album sounds incredible. Von Elia's record that's about to come out in September sounds incredible. And he has a really special knack for producing artists. He, he really pays attention to what that artist is expressing and he meets them sort of halfway and like, look, this is what I want to do to bring out the best of your talents and your abilities. Where maybe some other producers have their own way of producing and the artist kind of has to go into their lane and, and do it their way. But Johnny really knows how to, yeah, like I said, bring out the best talents and artists. And it's a very, very special thing that he has. And I, I enjoy working with him a lot. We have a new record that we're working on right now that looks like it's going to be slated for a 2022 release. And I want to say that record's about 75% completed. So wow. really, really excited. Yeah. That's big. That's a, that's a, a joint record. That's you and him basically. 
it, it'll be a K-Bong record, but it's, I mean, it's pretty much, it's it's produced by him, gotcha. but him and I, we write a lot of songs together, you know, yeah. so it's, it is pretty much a, a duo release. Oh, wow. Um, and I was, show, we were working on an album cover already. I was like, dude, what about this photo? And it's like him and I in a field um, with the, the sky all looking nice and everything. And so, yeah, I definitely want to give him um, a lot of the credit because he deserves so much of the credit, man. It's just a special talent for sure. That's awesome. Yeah, he definitely incredible. I was, um, talking to him just the other day or week, I guess, about the Brendan Clemente single that they just did. And um, he happened to be at Greatstone. And it's just cool to nice. see, like, he is such a humble, organic, happy person. And the connection and that artistry and the creativity, it's just really, I mean, like you said, to see that rewarded is, is uh, makes you feel like there is good in the world because that is a good story and a good person and good things that can happen to good people. And, uh, you know, again, the good things that we get to, to all feel from positivity and good messages and trying to find the best within sometimes what can be a pretty challenging, uh, you know, scenery that is life. Uh, but you got this new album coming up. You're touring a little bit more. Is there anything else in the works that, that is just, uh, on the horizon for you or, or just looking forward to promoting that album? Like what, what love is the world <laughs> going to get from K bong next? What should we be expecting? Well, it's 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 kind of funny because uh, Stick Figure, we've decided as Stick Figure to sort of take another year off from shows. And we made that announcement like a year and a, a month ago, about a month or two months ago. And, you know, it's I think a lot of people are kind of uh, sort of bummed because they want to see live, Stick Figure live. But I'm like, yo, like Scott's working on the new music. You know, he's out traveling. He's been in his van. He's got a studio and he can work in the van and do you know, and there's a lot of other exciting things that are rolling out in the stick figure world, you know, merchandise stuff or whether it's the kombucha or, you know, Coco the Tour Dog has a whole bunch of things coming out. Um, but aside from Scott, you know, Kevin is he's got his second kid. He's doing the family life. You know, we're really stoked for him. He's the only one in the band right now that has kids. So it's really cool to see. Of course, Johnny's doing the production and my friends. I was like, yeah, man, I was kind of bummed when we made the announcement. I told one of my friends, I was like, man, I missed the stage with Stick Figure. I can't wait to get back to it. And he's like, you guys will get back to it. You know, he's like, you know what? Right now it's the year of the bong. Is what he did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. So, you know, it, it just taking what I can with my time. And I think all of us are and just utilizing it in the best way we can. And so I'm excited to do some shows. And we've got a September tour that we announced and that's going through Florida, Texas, uh, and Arizona as well, uh, New Mexico, and a few in California, including the Belly Up Tavern in San Diego on September 23rd. And for me, that's that would just be a dream come true if I was able to sell that show out. So I'm like really looking forward to hitting the ground running with promotion on that. And then in October, we're going to be announcing a three-week tour that's going to be more of a, a K-Bong, Johnny Cosmic, and Friends tour. And that's going to be totally different. It's going to be Johnny Cosmic songs. It's going to be some of K-Bong songs. But it's going to be a lot of different like cover songs as well. And I don't know if Johnny spoke about this in, in the talk with you guys, but we're really, really excited because we're going to feature um, just a handful of musicians like our boy Lific, possibly Man of the Forest on violin. You know, we might have Brendan Clemente come out for some shows. There's really nice. no, like, it's it's a really freeform structure. We just want to, like, express and jam and uh, it really feature, like, all of the songs that we all have written because we all just enjoy jamming together so yeah. that's going to be the vibe of that one in october and i'm super excited for that when it comes to songwriting i mean everyone goes through growth with that it's not the easiest thing to do in the world do you think that playing keys and the the amount of effort that goes into that right because when you're playing keys with a full band you need to know when to play full chords and rhythm when to play leads if you're going to mirror the bass with one hand and play a lead with the other a rhythm like you're you're playing along with everybody in a different way do you think that 
has caused you to have a different mind with songwriting than maybe if you were, you know, growing up playing another instrument? Absolutely. I always say, like, I always try to refer playing music or playing specifically reggae music to like a sport. Like if you know, if you grew up playing soccer and you really know soccer really well, you probably understand the positions or over time you would over understand all the positions of like midfielder and defender and goalie and you could go in and sub all in all those different parts. So I think for music, but more specifically, maybe the genre you're playing in like reggae, you know, when you're in it, like a sport like soccer and you understand it you've been playing it for many years you start to understand the beats that the drummer does and you start to understand the rhythm that the keyboard player does and you start to understand okay the bass guitar does this and in reggae the bass uh, plays with a lot of space you know so you start to understand those patterns and for me it was like i play i grew up playing ukulele was my first instrument and i played guitar and then i played bass in a reggae band for three and a half years then I met Scott and I started playing keyboards. So I already had this like sense of what was kind of happening. So when it comes to like songwriting and, and writing sort of reggae beats to lyrics, I do kind of have that understanding of like, yeah, well, okay, this may be what the keyboard parts might be doing, or let's throw down this beat. This is what maybe Kevin, you know, and stick figure might throw down. And yeah, it yeah, definitely comes in handy for sure. <laughs> hey, what's amazing. We're going to need some merch that says uh, Year of the Bong. I think that yeah. will sell. I think that was a good line. Year of the Bong on a t-shirt. I might have to make that happen. <laughs> Year of the Bong. Nice, yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, nice. We, could, we could say fill it up. We could say load it up. We could say burn it up. There we go. No, I'm sorry. Oh, bad jokes. You've probably heard way too much. <laughs> sorry. sorry. One, um, uh, w- one question I have for you, Kevin, is I'm always kind of curious in when I'm talking to somebody that, you know, publicly is always putting out a lot of positive energy um Mm -hmm. you know and you can hear it in your lyrics you're always uplifting you're inspiring people even just your vibe talking to you you just seem like a very uh positive happy person you got a you you got a nice uh energy and and i'm always i'm always kind of curious like how that comes to be with people maybe where they get that sense of of optimism and positivity i mean were you just a happy kid maybe your parents would be like oh yeah kevin was just running around happy all the time or is it like a san diego thing or like have you always just kind of had this way about you i'm i'm kind of curious how you've how you've grown to be this um very inspirational person because uh, maybe you weren't always that way maybe you grew into it uh but i'm just kind of curious how how that came to be definitely i'm always thinking about that like I'm always thinking about that myself too. I'm like, how, how do people become the way they are? And I think that a lot of it is definitely like the surroundings that we're, that we're in. It's like the people that you're around, you know, it, it's like funny when you're around someone a really long time, you kind of start to morph. Like you might start saying the same things or you might start. So I, I definitely attribute maybe my attitude is a lot to my family growing up. I had a brother that's two years younger than me that I grew up alongside and my my mom's parents divorced when I was younger and then they remarried. So before I was born, I already had like two sets. And so there was just a lot of love and support for my brother and I growing up. And they were always encouraging us, you know, to like, yeah, you know, do this and get out. And they were, they were, they were really good at like showing us around town. I was born in Seattle and I lived in Seattle till I was nine years old. And then my dad, my parents divorced and my dad got custody. He took my brother and I out to Hawaii where my dad had gotten a job out there. And so I was in Hawaii and my brother and I grew up there uh, for about 10 years. I was nine and about age 19, I moved to San Diego. And in San Diego is where I kind of ended up being on my own. And I enrolled myself in a community college and then 
graduated from San Diego State eventually, started playing in my first bands. But I would definitely say like those three spots, like Seattle and San Diego and Hawaii, with the diversity in the culture, you know, that was good and, and, and to see. And I was I felt like a, that was good exposure for me as a kid. And both of those places, San Diego and Hawaii and Seattle, are all like beautiful places too. Super blessed, like all uh, surrounded by water and the ocean. So I definitely attribute a lot of that to my attitude and sort of the enthusiasm that I have. But one one thing too is like thoughts. You know, it's like controlling our thoughts on a daily. You can you can either have your mind go towards the negative side of things, or you can have it go towards the positive side of things. And one thing I'm constantly thinking about, especially when I'm performing and when I'm out and when I'm kind of looking back, taking a step back and like looking at the success or the career that I'm leading right now. I I, I always think about like man. Those, those times where maybe I didn't have the opportunity to release an album where people are going to listen to it, you know, where I was working on a song and the fans that I had was like my family and friends, you know, or I, I just try to think about those times and the steps that it took to get to where I'm at and be grateful for that. Like gratitude is, is something that I really try to like embrace every single day, you know, and the people around around us, you know, and, and, and like you guys, like this is inspirational for you guys to, you know, be wanting to promote and like be part of the scene and, and bring it to the fans, bring the music and appreciate the music that we make and bring it to more of your fans. And then for, for me, that inspires, that inspires me. And then it just goes like this. It's like a big full circle thing. So yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's a loop, man. Some I, of that. Some yeah. of that. Yeah. I like that, man. I'm curious, what kind of music were you listening to growing up in Hawaii in the moment of San Diego? Like what, what kind of musical influences did you have? Maybe you were a reggae head early in life or, or maybe not. I'm just kind of curious what what uh, what was young Kevin listening to? I remember listening to like Green Day in my dad's yes. car. My <laughs> yeah, he had like my dad wasn't the biggest like musical head. Like a lot of people grow up and they're like, oh, my dad had like the dopest record collection. I think I got a lot of my influence from my friends in seventh and eighth grade, and I got it. I got a shout out one of my really good friends, Paul, who ended up moving to San Diego and he was the reason why I moved to San Diego because he was there and he's like dude you should come out it's like a good time out here and him and I started our first band in San Diego together and he's now the general manager of Law Records which is really cool because we I mean like I've known him since seventh grade and now to see him in the music industry doing it from a different side of things and like really taking that record label and bringing it to like new heights from uh, what it was before he joined is really something special and he lives right down the street and I'm an uncle to his daughters so I got to give him a lot of credit and his his older brother played guitar and like he was the one that kind of showed him a bunch of bands and like Operation Ivy was one of them that he you know and so we got into that band I remember like Real Big Fish and Less Than Jake it was kind of like the 90s like explosion of like punk and ska I was like really into that and then by junior year of high school there we go there we go Less Than Jake right there (laughs) nice Yeah, I think then, like, junior year of high school, I started getting into reggae. And, like, Steel Pulse was one of, the fir- one of my first favorite reggae bands. And, of course, yes. Bob Marley. And Steel Pulse and Bob Marley really set it off. And then from there, it was, like, just exploring all of the other bands, you know, like Third World and the Gladiators and just the whole list, Ica Mouse and, you know. And then as, like, the American reggae scene started getting popular, started hearing about these bands, like, oh, who's Revolution? No way. What? Slightly Stupid. Who are these bands? And then being able to be part of it and, and start to write songs and it's just really incredible it's really special i love calling it the american reggae scene too or the contemporary reggae scene yeah it, it is interesting how how to how to name it american reggae reggae rock you know it's so many different flavors and like these like sub genres of reggae i mean obviously 
you talk about reggae, you talk about music from the island of Jamaica, real reggae, but now there's Hawaiian reggae, uh, you know, Latin reggae, you know, it's just, there's so many different flavors. I, I, I love it, man. I'm, I'm here for all of it. There's, there's music in our scene that doesn't even sound like reggae, but it's just a slight reggae influence. I'm here for that too. You know, all of it. So, nice. um, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, what, Hey, one thing I wanted to ask you about, and I alluded to it in the intro was that you delivered a, a pretty impactful Ted talk, um, specifically about kind of what musicians are doing during the pandemic, during quarantine, how they're connecting with fans. And I, anyone that's listening to this, I'm not going to spoil it. Go to YouTube, check <laughs> it out. It's incredible. But I'm, I'm wondering, Thanks. like, how did that come to be? Like, how did that opportunity present itself? Or even maybe what, what was the response? I mean, you must have been pretty proud to, to be able to say you did a TED Talk. Like, that's oh, it's good on the old LinkedIn, man. That's a pretty cool thing to say you've done, <laughs> you know. But, but sure. uh, yeah, talk about that. For sure. It was a huge accomplishment. And, and leading up to it and putting it together, I felt like, dang, like doing the research and seeing the other TED Talks that were on YouTube, I was like blown away. I was like, dude, how am I going to be able to deliver something like that? You know, and I just was kind of like, wow, this is a this is an incredible like task, you know, difficult task or challenging task, I should say. But the guy who who gave me the opportunity um, he's working in Naperville in Chicago and, and Ted, so it was the TEDx talk. So the TED talk is like the huge, huge conference. It's like, but the TEDx is kind of like people can organize on the local level. So you can have like TEDx Phoenix. And I think they have TEDx Phoenix or TEDx Tucson or TEDx San Diego. So this was TEDx Naperville out of Chicago. And I met, I met, um, Arthur was his name. I met him through doing lessons. He like signed up, he saw what I was doing and he was like, that's really cool that he's connecting with his fans and doing lessons. So he signed up for four lessons and he was taking ukulele lessons. And so him and I got to talking and he's like, yeah, I really enjoy this experience. I think this is a really cool story. I'm putting the conference together. I've been putting it together for a few years now and we're doing it virtually this year. But I'd love to have you a part of it. So he kind of coached me along the way. And he's like, dude, I, you know, it's, it's really natural what you're doing. You, you don't have to overthink it. Like, this is, this is it, you know. And he really helped me lay out the talk. And so... Yeah, really, really proud of how it came out. I just never really thought like that was going to happen during COVID and really excited that it did did happen. And it was cool to share the story and seeing a lot of the musicians. I know a lot of musicians out there were kind of doing a lot of those same things. We, we were connecting with fans through social media as best as we could. We were engaging. A lot of musicians were doing online lessons and live streams. So, And, and if they weren't, maybe they could find some inspiration from that talk. But yeah, check it out if you can. TEDx talk on YouTube <laughs> That's for amazing. the listeners. Yes. I mean, I want to say, going back to uh, a few minutes ago in the year of the bong and good people, yes. they get to be, you know, shining right now. And I got to say, man, your smile, you do put smiles on faces. You do get that positivity. Uh, I think anybody that listens to this is going to get that same sensation, that same good feeling. And it's just good to be on this side, seeing great things happen to good people and seeing yourself get the, to, you know, like I'm a fan of stick figure. That, you know, that's, that's every, there's no, I, I wish like there would be a tour, but I also know that like what you're saying, the balance to give yourself some time to, to grow and to get that attention and to just shine a little bit, let yourself be out there and do it. And, you know, Scott always seems to come back out with something when he, takes his time i mean everybody's like oh damn when's the new album i remember world on fire it was like this three-year wait of is it ever gonna happen is it ever it happened three years ago right or two years ago at this point and 
my point is, I think all good things happen in due time. And this is an amazing mm-hmm. time to see your positivity, get the the light that it needs to get your talent, to get the all the things that you're doing to just come to fruition and be there for a growing audience, a curious and hungry audience. And uh, overall, a positive audience that finally we can you know, trade some good things with people, some good stories and some good vibes and some high fives. And if you're not crazy, give them a hug. You know what I mean? Just yeah. some good love and some good people. And I, and I just uh, admire you for doing that for a long time coming and, and continuing to stay strong with that now. So that'll be my portion of the wrap up and thank you for everything. But uh, <laughs> nice, nice. boys, whatever you guys want to say on top of that, I just want to be respectful of your time. And, uh, you know, uh, thank you again for, for being a part of this. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I'm really excited about everything that's going on. I I feel really good about everything. And I, I really do enjoy talking about it because it just gets me so fired up. You know, it gets yeah. Yeah, I'm so fired up on all this and being able to connect. It's a really exciting time because like artists are so accessible right now. You can like send a direct message on Instagram to like your favorite artist and like maybe they don't get back to you. Maybe they do. I don't know. But it's it's crazy that that option is there because yeah, it's because before that it was like you get the CD and there's an address on the back and who knows where that address is. It could be a manager, right. it could be like a record label, who knows. But I still remember like as a kid writing to that at those addresses and a lot of people may have wrote a fan letter and you never know, you might get something back, you might not. But nowadays it's like crazy. It's like exciting that artists are so accessible and someone left a YouTube comment recently that was on one of my YouTube videos. I think it was on the Helit video, actually. And I'm like, oh, I really appreciate you. And it's so cool to see artists like you. And they listed maybe a few others. I think they said Trevor Hall and other artists that go and participate on a live stream when a new song's coming out and are there chatting with the artist. Hey, guys, hope you're having a good night. I'm really excited for you to check out this song. Thank you for being here. Thanks for checking out the song. It's just such an exciting time. And I, and I love um, continuing to adapt as times change, as the years go on, as different platforms come out, as other musicians come out with other albums as other musicians come and offer like different tour opportunities and different tour packages happen. I mean, there's just so many incredible, exciting things, you know, opportunities to do different podcasts like you guys. It's, uh, it's, it's really fun to be a part of. Absolutely. We're humbled to have you and uh, continue to uh, be motivated. JB, what, what do you got to say? I see something ticking. You got some <laughs> no, thoughts? I just, I, you know, I'm thinking in my head, man, anyone that's listening to this right now, man, if they're, heart is beating if they have blood pumping through their veins man they better be excited about july 9th this album let love lead is gonna be big i mean you talked about how you know a lot of the songs come from inspiration things that have transpired recently relationships friendships everything in the world like i i just feel like a lot of people are going to connect with this album i feel like a lot of people need this album and if you're in Arizona, Florida, or Texas, or anywhere near in the month of July, you better look out for a K-Bond show because it's going to be pretty epic. Um, so I'm just excited for the future. I'm grateful that you joined us, uh, yes. and I'm pumped for the future, man. So, Right um, on. I, and I have to shout out. So this record, was a, I had a different a handful of producers on this album that's coming out on July 9th. Ian Young produced the last few singles. He did Everywhere I Go and he did in this together and he did jam by the fire 
And then uh, my boy Nate, Nathan Aurora from Ayaterra produced nice. Heal It. Nice. And he put the beat together for that and all the instrumentation and the guitar solos. And he also produced another track. Actually, he produced the title track called Let Love Lead. And he also sings on that track. So between Nate and Ian Young, and there's another producer from Hawaii. Uh, his name's Pana. He did a beat. And then my boy Shansi, who's from San Diego, living in Colorado now, he produced a beat as well. So it was kind of a different approach for me, you know, because Easy to Love You was with Johnny Cosmic. And then I'm working on one with Johnny right now. It's slated for 2022. This one was fun because it was kind of like reaching out to different producers and doing different collaborations. And so just want to give the listeners a heads up on that as well and, and shout out those um, producers and give them credit. Yeah. I'm a big fan of all those guys. And Pana, <laughs> Pana, like, he, he's a very, very talented person, man. That whole kind of, like, wave coming from Hawaii, Pana, Little Jordy, all those guys, they're, they're, <laughs> yes. they're amazing. So that's that's awesome. Now I'm even more stoked uh, for, for this <laughs> album. So big up those guys. And Ian Young, obviously, is the legend. And uh, Nate Aurora, just, you know, he's the man. He's been on our podcast, too. We've interviewed him. Just Ayatair is incredible. Awesome. So, um, awesome. w- what a union, man. I, I can't wait. Uh, K-Bone, thank you. Thank you for the time. Um, you got three fans on this end, man. You got three confirmed uh, buyers of this this upcoming album, man. We're definitely going to catch you uh, at a show in the future. And uh, anything that we can do to help promote this thing and, and keep the train moving, let us know. Let Reggae 360 know, man. We got you. But uh, just appreciate your time. Thank man. you. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Thank you. Shout outs to Reggae 360. Yes, sir. Oh, man. Peace. Thank you. Peace.